Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of This Property Life Podcast. Today is a podcast with a slight difference. I am joined by Ollie Arnold of Van Life Conversions. Ollie's business converts vans into camper vans. That's what he does for his business. So today it's all about renovations on a much smaller and mobile scale. I hope you enjoy this episode and get some ideas about how you can be making your renovations better. Hi everyone, it's James here and I'm being joined today by Ollie Arnold of Van Life Conversions. Now, Ollie and I go way, way back. Um, we met uh, probably close to 20 years ago now uh, at school. Yeah, so we were, we were at school together. Um, so sort I of fell out of touch and got back in touch. I've been following Ollie's uh, Van Life Conversions business on Insta and sort of seen what he's up to and reached out and asked if he'd like to be a guest on his on the podcast, which he has duly obliged. So Ollie, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thanks, James. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks for reaching out because it's um, it's great to be invited onto your show to, to talk about the business and talk about sort of property as well. So yeah, no, it's great. Excellent. So Ollie, do you just want to give the listeners a little, because the listeners might be thinking, van conversions? What? This is a property yeah. podcast. What's going on here? <laughs> um, do you want to give the listeners a little bit of background to yourself um, yeah. and how you ended up sort of setting up the business as well? Uh, yeah, of course. So I was in the army for seven years after university. Um, I was in the Royal Anglian Regiment um, as an officer and it got to a point where I was wanting to uh, focus on family life and I got quite interested in sort of starting my own business and sort of new ventures. Uh, I'm 32 now um, and yeah so I I left the army, um, knew I wanted to be sort of self-employed running a business. I wasn't quite sure what I was going into I, I thought maybe property development I, I was looking at getting more hands-on um, with the trade so I did a qualification in in electric electrics so a domestic installer and I also went back to college with a charity called building for heroes uh, and they run a course for army leavers who want to get into construction so I did I did plastering I did plumbing I did carpentry um, at Colchester College for a period which was was great because it taught me lots of practical skills um thinking I was going to sort of do property development and then my friend from the military he he built a van he come across this thing called van life on Instagram and he said to me Ollie check this out uh I'm going to build a van my wife and I are going to drive to Greece for two weeks um and then I kind of helped him out on on weekends to to build his van um and then I decided that I was going to take my savings um for my time in the army and purchased a van and during sort of my gardening leave and sort of the resettlement process I built a van for my wife and I and we traveled a bit of Europe so we drove to Italy did Lake Como Lake Garda um, and yeah it was fantastic so that's kind of what sort of got me got the ball rolling with sort of van conversions as, as a trade really. And the you know going from the army into doing kind of being hands-on with renovations refurbs did that feel like quite a big jump was that quite a big leap you know what were you kind of how how were you feeling during that process yeah so um being in the army I learned a lot about leadership and management um that was sort of what my job was day-to-day running a platoon of of infantry soldiers um and so I I loved the whole idea of, of creating a team my DIY um nothing on a professional level but obviously um when i did those courses i learned a lot i worked for a period of time with um a local gas engineer who was also sort of doing building work so i was his labor essentially for a period 
Um, and then building my own van, I, I learned a lot uh, through the resources of, of YouTube um, and, and other sort of trades people in the area where I was. So that kind of taught me the skills to build a van. And then sort of that was nearly four and a half years ago now. Um, and in that period, we've sort of taken on some employees um, who, are, who are highly skilled tradesmen. Um, so the, the product continues to get better and better. So your sort of day-to-day life now is is running the workshop, being hands-on mm-hmm. with refurbs yourself, but also managing other people and and overseeing tasks. You kind of you and your your partner kind of run the business as well. So you kind of do all the marketing and all all that side of things for the business too, don't you? Yeah. So the way the way it developed was really um, didn't didn't think this would develop into a, a full time. Um, career uh, i mean I, I built a van f- primarily for my wife and i to to travel before settling into another full-time job or or going into sort of um another venture but um whilst we were away we posted our, our trip on instagram um and by the time i, I returned home um we, we basically had a, a family friend ask me to do a, a similar project onto a, a volkswagen van that they had just bought so um that that van as well as my first van I, I built on the on my driveway so it really was sort of um starting right back at the beginning um and then for a period of time I was doing sort of a couple of days a week uh, helping out people that were building vans themselves so I'd travel to their their front front garden and and, and spend the day helping them install their solar panels or, or or their carpentry and things like that um and then yeah I think essentially I, I built that built that Volkswagen and and by the time I'd finished that I had another another booking for a bigger van which is what we specialize in um for a couple that wanted to be sort of long-term living in the van um trying to live sort of a, a digital nomad life which is is really picked up in in recent years so mm. it's been uh, quite good for the for the business that we're, we're trending at the moment and um the advances in technology with solar panels lithium batteries um a lot of people are able to sort of work remotely um from from their vans with very minimal overheads so a couple couple of van lifers are are into sort of financial independence you know and they're able to either um rent their house out whilst they live and travel in the van for a period of time um to try and help them on that journey so no it's great to to be able to provide them with that facility um from start to finish because where sometimes you know we'll buy a smelly two up two down type house um get it turned around relatively quickly we'd like to think in sort of a you know three to four week uh periods um get it kitted out how long would it take you to take a bog standard like normal transit van and turn mm-hmm. it into a home for somebody to live in what's that kind of time frame yeah so i mean i've never never done a house renovation so yeah. uh, comparatively i'm not sure like the 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 thing with the van is there's no straight lines, so nothing square. There's lots of curves to work to. Um, it is a small space, which presents mm. its challenges. Um, but we've sort of logged our builds now taking between 600 to 700 hours. Yeah. Um, we build them in pairs, um, which helps with efficiencies and, and trying to run a, a smart, lean workshop to sort of cut down on timings and things like that. Um, so, yeah, between 600 and 700 hours, depending on the spec that the, the customer's going for, Um and yeah i think so we we have probably about 10 to 12 weeks to get a pair of vans out so we're building between eight to ten vans a year that's that's sort of good good going and um you know because you're taking a complete carcass obviously when when we buy houses we've got sort of bits and bobs already in there we've got you know pipe work framework in that house and it's kind of an an upgrade you're taking a complete shell 
and turning mm. it into some, uh, you know, a mobile home, basically a home that people can live and work in. And the kind of the vans that you do, they are like fully working houses. They've got toilets, they've got showers. You know, I've saw one that had a piano in it and it's just like, yeah. this is incredible. Like, how do you fit all of that into such a small space? Yeah, no, it is great. And that's part of the reason I, I love, love the business I'm in because I do like a bit of everything. I like plumbing. I like electrics. I like carpentry. I didn't want to sort of pigeonhole myself into one specific trade. Um, and yeah, by, by, by taking an empty shell, we literally get these vans and, and strip them completely out. So we're left with the bare metal carcass. Um, and we, we start through all the, all the first fixed phases, getting them insulated, getting the cable runs, doing the utilities, um, lining them with plywood. And, and then obviously we then go onto the furniture build. So, um, we do have sort of every sort of function that you have in a house. We've got a, a shower and a toilet. We've got a kitchen unit. We've got a, a bed. We've got a dining area. So it, it is great. Um, we are restricted with space. Um, so there are some considerations with the design. Um, we like to think that sort of over the past sort of four and a half years, um, we, which we've optimized sort of in, in areas with, with our, we have our model layouts. So we've got three um different models um to start, suit different needs um but for a period of time about two years uh, of the business we were doing completely custom so starting from scratch with every sort of van um which presented challenges but it also taught us a lot in terms of what works and what doesn't work so going from sort of let's say looking at a completely custom spec uh, conversion mm -hmm. Would have you sat down with a client, you kind of understand their needs, what they want to use the van for, and then start, would you create a design for them off the back of that? Or would you kind of, would that be a joint effort together and you kind of drawing them and saying what they want? How, what did that, what would have that look like? Yeah. So we, we work with the customers on every build. Um, we build up a rapport. We create a mood board for the, the look and feel that they're after. We do a, a consultation with them about how they were going to use the van. Um, for some customers, it's there for sort of, weekends to week-long trips um that they that they would like to go um but for other customers um some of them are full-time in the van so they want to be able to work remotely they need an internet connection they want to have sort of a, a spacious spacious interior that that looks a certain way so there's plenty of sort of inspiration out there um a lot of the time if there's a certain look that the customer wants we, we'd we'd be sent a load of photos of, of other vans or interiors that they like, and we can try and recreate that inside their van. Um, we, we're continually trying to develop our, our, our models. So um, earlier this year, we released our third model, which is um, based on a larger van. It's called Iona. Um, so if, if customers want to have a, a bigger van than we normally would do, so a seven meter uh, van rather than a six meter, then we've got to lay out that sort of is a starting point for us to then develop with them. And with all these uh, design, you know, the three designs that you've got, are they all quite still customizable? If somebody says, I want this, I want that. Are you quite flexible with how you can actually, what you can do with them and, and how you can, can operate? Yeah, exactly. So we, like I said, we're continually evolving those models. So um, our, our first model, which is the most popular is called Kunu. And that's a fixed bed layout uh, on a six meter van. So a lot, a lot of people want a fixed bed platform. Mm. Um, one, because you can just roll out of bed and you haven't got to make it um into a dining area for example um it's quite good in that way you also get a large garage space underneath so a lot of our customers like to go outdoors uh, cycling and paddle boarding kayaking and they can chuck all their wet wet adventure gear in, in the garage space underneath their bed um but like for example the kunu model that we built just before christmas called priscilla 
Um, the customer just asked us if we could sort of, rather than having a 90 degree angle on the shower cubicle, whether we could just make a 45 degree. Uh, and what that actually does is, is um, eliminates a bottleneck. So it creates more open space in, in the gangway. And that's a, that's a feature that was recommended by a customer that we've then adopted into our future build. So we're continually listening um, because a lot of our customers do a lot of research before before taking the plunge. So um, they'll be looking at sort of blog posts and Instagram feeds and things like that. So they sometimes come to us with ideas and, and we're more than happy to to try and um, develop that into their build. Have you done any uh, sort of effectively, you know, we talk about flipping houses, buying, renovating, selling. Do you flip vans? You literally just sort of buy the van yourself, get it kitted up and then sell it as a, 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 a like a, a camper van to somebody on the open market or is it always for a specific client? So we, we have bought and sold um, in the past. That was about probably two years in. Um, mm. we, we tend to build for, for customers now, every, every van. So um, essentially it helps with cash flow, making sure that there's a customer at the already sort of putting the money forward um, to, to, to pay for the item rather than sort of us forking out for the, for the, for the asset up front and then having to sell it um they are they are desired at the moment um yeah they're really popular are, are on trend and um yeah we've we've had a, a couple of customers who for work reasons or lifestyle reasons have had to sell the van after say a year um one customer had to relocate to dubai for work and he sold his van he didn't lose any money you know so um i think in terms of it compact people think oh yeah with with cars you buy them new and then they they drop a third of their price off the forecourt um, I think motorhomes and van conversions are slightly different um, in retaining their value for a, quite a long period of time. Yeah, because it, it really is like a true hybrid between car and home. So it's, you know, it's still got that the the kind of the investment basis of a, of, a, of a house because it's still a roof over your head and you can take it wherever you want. And almost they're probably more desirable because you, you you can just pick it up and, and take it wherever you want. Whereas, you know, house is fixed. You can't move it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of stuck there. So um, when you're obviously renovating in such a small space mm-hmm. what are some kind of maybe tips and ideas that our listeners who are property investors can maybe start to implement into their refurbs sure. any, any, so anything there to give you an idea of the space um we're looking at 1.8 meters wide by 3.6 meters long that's like, like half half a living room for some people <laughs> yeah in that <laughs> space we're fitting a bedroom a kitchen and a, bar, a bathroom and a chill out area so um what, what we t- tend to start with is the bed, which is obviously a really important feature. You spend a lot of time asleep <laughs> um, you want to make sure that you're comfortable. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, the Kunu model is, is, is our most popular. The first design we, we sort of cemented as a model. Um, we're able to fit a, a full size double in that, which is a real, a real good selling point, I think, for, for customers. They've got a, a comfortable bed um, that they can fit sort of a standard double mattress, standard double bed sheets, duvet, etc., um, and that's that's one of the advantages of our our preferred van chassis is uh, sort of the the Fiat Ducato Peugeot Boxer Citroen Relay range. Um, those three vans they they have the same chassis essentially, so the the internal dimensions are the same, and you're able to they're they're slightly wider than than most other vans as well. So, so we're able to get level. Yeah, they're able to they're able to sleep widthways across the bed. So I mentioned 1.8 meters. Um, a standard double is 1.9 meters. So what we do at the head and the foot of the bed, we're able to recess um, 10 centimeters essentially. So five at the head, five at the at the, at the foot, 
um, and so they can get a standard double mattress. That's our starting point, really, um, and that's what a lot of customers they, they say. We say, do you want a fixed bed or do you want a dinette? Now, if they want a dinette, that is um, our Milo model, which is again on a six-meter van, um, and that bed essentially is is formed by the seats at the back of the van. We have a U-shaped sofa area with a dining table in the middle. Um, the advantages of this one over a Kunu is it's a more sociable dining experience. Um, so you can seat four or five people around. Um, you can play, play cards, play board games, etc. Um, some people who are sort of office based might want to have an office in the van. So they, they might opt for this as opposed to a, a fixed bed, which, which provides you with that large garage space instead. Hmm. And sort of in the kitchen, uh, you know, we always, when we're renovating our, our, our properties, we always kind of say the kitchen is the house, the, 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 the center of the home. It's kind of the, mm-hmm. the thing that sells the, the home. If you're, if you're looking to do flips, do you find that people want a uh, kind of a, a kitchen as if it was a kitchen in their home or is it kind of a, yeah. a scaled down kitchen obviously yeah i mean one real point of difference i think between the type of vans that we create and the off-the-shelf motorhomes is the kitchens look like a domestic kitchen mm. you know we're using solid wood butcher block uh, worktops that you that you'd find in sort of high-end properties um we we've got tiled splashbacks things like that and and actually the, the the kitchen sink and the kitchen tap they're, they're domestic sinks and domestic taps so um again it, it is lovely because a lot of people go into a van or a motorhome and they expect to see beige and gray and and plastic fixtures and fittings so what we're able to to provide is is an aesthetic that people walk in and think this is like a contemporary home it's um it, it's, it's a studio flat on wheels yeah, exactly. yeah it's really nice and um we, we pride ourselves on sort of the painting and decorating you know um every aspect of our vans is handcrafted we build all the furniture we build all the door fronts by hand um in our joinery shop so yeah we we do like the fact that we aren't sort of purchasing off the shelf um kitchen units and things we're able to sort of build them in-house and and, and with that we're able to build the units in a way that is efficient in the space you know so um we use 15 mil plywood rather than your standard 18 mil carcassing so um things like that lightweight plywood rather than chipboard and um 20 26 mil worktops rather than 40 mil worktops so there's there's um weight considerations that we that we bear in mind um and and sort of the design of our carcasses um is to minimize that that weight so because there's so much more to think about in a in a conversion of a, of a van versus a conversion of a home. Cause you've got in a, in a property, you've got obviously much more space. You've got, you know, you haven't got the weight considerations to think about. You haven't got to think mm. about how's this going to get, you know, the durability of things is, is probably more pressing when you're on the road because things are going to move and wobble and, you know, in, in your house, you're never going to expect your cut, cut, uh, cut reader to start rattling. Whereas if you're, yeah. if you're on the road, I guess there's, there's things to think about there for, as well. So there must be so much buzzing through your head when you're starting to kit these out that, as I said, lots and lots of transferable kind of ideas and thoughts and processes that, that would convert really well into property. Yeah, also like, um, so the, the materials that we use, um, the van, obviously, if you're not, if you're not living in it full time, there, there's going to be periods where it gets very cold. And then, and then there's times where it's going to get very hot just because it's, it's, it's outdoors into, in the elements, essentially. Um, and if you're not living in it, there's no thermostat necessarily keeping it. You, you have to put it into storage mode. Um, so, so what we find, obviously, wood wood moves, it contracts, it expands. Um, so we we've sort of 
got tried and tested materials that we're, that we're happy that they can sort of be very durable throughout the seasons. And um, one example is um, our walls we make out of plywood and we, we groove them so that they look like tongue and groove cladding. Um, but unlike tongue and groove cladding, which would probably separate, create gaps and, and bow and expand over time, mm. um, the, the plywood's laminated with the grains in alternating directions. So there's, there's minimal movement there. Um, when there's sort of temperatures and humidity changes, because like I said, in a van, it's going to go through different different climates and and the materials you're building with, it, it's important to make sure that they're, they're going to stand the test of time. And things like obviously the, the, the bathroom, how how do you piece together a bathroom in a, in a, in a van? What, what does that look like? What does that feel like yeah, for the, sure. the user? Yeah. So the, the shower cubicles, so looking at sort of the small space and, 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 like I talked about the bed earlier is sort of our starting point. The, the shower cubicle is obviously a really important factor in our design. Um, it's, the, it's the biggest sort of standalone structure um, after, after the bed because it protrudes out. You've got to be able to obviously um, sit down and use the toilet. You've got to be able to uh, wash yourself and, and, and fit a shower tray in it, for example. Um, and what we found is because you're going to have such a small space, we want to keep it quite open inside the van. And the location of our shower cubicle is behind the driver's seat. So essentially, it's not halfway down the van, um, which, which you do see in, in, in plenty of conversions. And, and some people like that. Um, but what we found is by having it located behind the driver's seat, you're actually um, between the bed and the, and the sliding door where you enter the van. It's very spacious. Um, and, and yeah, the, like I said, the shower cubicle, if you were to put it next to the bed in the middle of the van, um, as you it kind of breaks the space in half so we're really trying to keep it as one room rather than sort of having sort of two areas your bedroom and and then and then in front of the shower so yeah in terms of what it actually um looks like we use um various products inside the van to to waterproof um the whole the whole area uh, an important thing is our shower trays are made out of um sort of grp like glass fiber um we, so we, these aren't these aren't the same standard shower trays that you'd find in a in a domestic shower no i mean you can't you can put domestic shower trays in they they are a bit heavy um just obviously sort of 25 yeah, kilos right. upwards really uh, and, and there's plenty of plenty of conversions that have proper shower cubicles in and, and, they're, and they're they're fine um we've just got we've just got a, a method with our, our sort of grp trays um that they, they sort of are, are very durable um the alternatives that 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 you see a sort of acrylic like plastic shower mm -hmm. trays um but we found that they they don't stand the test of time they they can they will probably crack yeah. um due to heavy usage if, if someone's living in it every day um then then that's something that you don't really want happening is is any sort of leaks or water sort of getting into the subfloor um so yeah the shower tray is is critical um the the look of our showers it, it, essentially we don't have sort of loads of tiles everywhere because of the weight and the vibrations while you're driving um there's a product by a company called rico surfaces and what they produce is a plastic shower panel that's almost like 3d in its design um made from pvc or acrylic and they look exactly like they're like metro tiles or um, ceramic tiles that you'd find in a shower so they're perfect for van conversions because they give the aesthetic they're fully 100 percent waterproof and and um they're lightweight because they're plastic so it's a mate it's like a real proper blend of like durability aesthetics and sort of like flexibility as well in the in the vans that you're creating 
Yeah, exactly. And the one thing I would say is because it is a small space, what what you find with the house, and it might be the same with with a small property, is there has to be or there there is normally an element of compromise in the mm. design. Um, now, for our vans, one of those an example of a compromise is the shower cubicle because you're using it sort of maybe for 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day. Um, we've designed the shower cubicle so the toilet is removable. So when you when you take a shower, you have to lift the toilet out of the space. Um, and that that's a compromise um, because, again, it would be easier if you could just leave the toilet in the shower room uh, and have your shower. But mm. for that to happen, the cubicle would probably have to be one and a half times the size that it is. Which then eats up into too much space of exactly. when you're dealing with such a small space anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to you got to prioritize and think, well, I'm using it for 15 minutes a day. Um, I want to be able to shower comfortably and sit down on the toilet. And so that's the size we've made the shower cubicle, you know. Um, and the hardship yeah. of having to lift the toilet out and, you know, shower and put it back is, is, is really minimal compared to, you know, having a comfy bed every single night you sleep in it. So there's always probably areas where sacrifices can be made, but sacrifices shouldn't be made as well. So on that kind of comfort level. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, and and the, the the toilets aren't aren't plumbed in like a like a domestic <laughs> toilet. Essentially, we've got different options. Um, so you've got your chemical toilets, which are obviously like your blue liquid, and they're 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 sort of the, the cheapest option. Um, the downside to those is obviously disposing of the waste. You've got to go to campsites um, probably every three or four days to sort of dispose of those chemicals. Whereas a lot of our customers who want to be full time or off grid for as long as possible. Um, they're locked for something like a composting toilet, which is which is really good. It's eco and yeah, it's um, it, it's easy to dispose of. So, where does the water come from when you shower in a in a van? Yeah, so we we have water tanks um, to help maintain the space in the living area. We have underslung water tanks uh, and an underslung LPG tank, which is the the fuel for your boiler and your cooker. Mm-hmm. Um, the water tanks, we're able to get sort of 82 litres worth of fresh water and 60 litres of wastewater. Um, the boiler has a 10 litre capacity and then obviously the pipe work. So we, we say that you're carrying about 100 litres of fresh water. Um, if you're going to be travelling in the winter, then then we can install uh, an element, a heating element into your fresh water tank just to prevent your tanks from freezing. Um, but yeah, we also insulate those as well. So, yeah, so much to think about. I find it really, really interesting. Um, and you run the business. It's kind of you and your wife that run the business together. Yeah. Um, how do you find kind of day-to-day working together, starting a business? Because army to business owner is, you know, quite a, a very different in the army. I'm guessing you're being told what to do every day. And then as a business business owner, you're telling other people what to do every day. So that transition was, was probably quite different as well. So how have you found sort of running the business for the past four and a half years? Yeah, it's been great because, like I said, I, I wanted to get into the trades. I wanted to be more practical. And so like my position at the moment, I, I'm sort of running the project. So my, my wife and I are sort of um, 50-50 shareholders. Um, she leads on sort of the marketing, PR, uh, customer liaison, operations, essentially. Um, and she does a really good job. Um, and I, I, I run the project. So I, I'm ordering all the materials. I'm running the team that we've got here. Um, I, I'm, I'm making sure that we're on schedule. I'm logging the hours. Um, but I also get involved. I, I do the utilities, so sort of the gas installs, the electrical mm-hmm. installs, um, and 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 the water plumbing, things like that. So um, we have a good sort of division of labour. We have our our job roles, and I think 
what works really well is our, our skill sets um, complement one another. Um, so we, we pick each other up where, where we're weak. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, it seems to work. So is it hard sort of switching off of an evening? You know, the yeah. fact you're both in the business, <laughs> you're both always sort of running it together. Is it, can, can sort of work life almost completely take over? And if, if so, how, what kind of systems do you put in place to kind of go, right, that's it. We're, we're parking that for now and we're having us time. Yeah. So, uh, well, we've got a little baby girl, so she takes up quite a bit of our times. Um, Emily's able to sort of do two days of, of working. She's one years, one years old now. Um, so Emily does two days at work and then three days with, with our daughter. Um, and the, obviously the, the, the in-laws and, and my mum help out with childcare. So, um, but yeah, work, obviously when you're, when you're running a business together, it, it does sort of find its way into the topics mm. of conversation and moving. It's easy to get your laptop out and, and sort of not stop uh, past sort of until eight, eight, nine o'clock in the, in the evening. But um, yeah, we're, we're really passionate about it. And, and obviously like um, the, the company is still, still growing. It's still, uh, I'd say in its infancy, um, there's lots of opportunities in the future that we'd like to, to achieve. Um, but yeah, we also, we also appreciate that we need to sometimes take time and um, for ourselves and, and our hobbies and, and obviously our relationship as well. But no, it's, um, I think running a business, if you can do that successfully together, it, it, it's obviously you, you have similar conversations and challenges that you might come up against in a relationship. So it's been good for us. And where do you see van life going from here onwards? You said, so said you did uh, 10, 12 vans a year. Yeah. Do you want to be doing more? Do you want to be doing kind of, you know, what 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 does the future look like for for van life um so i think we've so essentially in terms of the growth in in the first year we built sort of four vans and then we did six vans then we did eight vans and then, then we're doing sort of 10 vans a year uh we've we've got sort of two two full-time carpenters working with us as well uh and a and a part-time sort of uh contractor who's doing sort of three days a week um so it, the team is, is is a nice size at the moment. Uh, we've got really good quality um, joiners that that work work with us on our vans, um, and they sort of take the lead on, on on the main aspects of the build. And, and I'm there to sort of oversee and to do the utilities. Um, I think I think we'd probably look to grow a little bit more, like in the next twelve months, maybe taking on one or two more sort of um, labourers to sort of assist those 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 carpenters with the with the work. Um, but I think, obviously, I think it's nice to have a team at this size, maybe five or six, um, because we want to keep the quality and we want to keep that personal relationship and personal touch with with each of our, our customers because they are big investments. And um, one thing we pride ourselves on is obviously that 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 high quality finish, you know, yeah. that, that we, we're not looking to scale and produce 50 vans a year that we're able to sort of... Um, uh, sort of run off the production line um, because I think there's a, there's a lot of companies that that are doing that already. Um, what we like to think is that we're providing something a bit more personal, a bit more um, customized, and yeah, really like people have been thinking of these um, trips of a lifetime for sort of years now, and and it's lovely to think that we're able to sort of get the fine details that will make the van perfect for what they need. So and you facilitate those, you know, trip dream dream trips and you know the yeah. dream lifestyle that people are creating as well, which mm-hmm. is incredible. And it, the the workmanship and and sort of seeing what you do, what you create, the end product, they are super super. This is this is a high end, you know, conversions that you're producing. So yeah, I completely get Thank why you don't want to be doing fifty a year and and sort of compromise on on the quality there. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. 
and you know you obviously you mentioned property investment if you ever are in need of uh, wanting to get into property and, and sort of needing some help down the line you know where we are we're more than happy to to help yeah, you out definitely. with that and, and me personally and the whole sort of property wealth system team as well so uh, yeah congratulations with what you've achieved Ollie it's a, it's a fantastic business that you've got and um, if for the listeners do want to ch- check out what Ollie's up to how would how would they kind of see your your projects see your refurbs do you want to sort of give them some social media links Ollie yeah sure uh, website is vanlifeconversions.co.uk. Uh, Instagram is vanlifeconversions.uk. Uh, we post stories on a daily basis. Most of our portfolio is on, on Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, uh, vanlifeconversions.uk is, is where you'll find us. Um, and on YouTube, we're doing sort of instructional videos on, on how to do the conversions yourselves. So helping self-builders, um, but also giving um, van tours. So a 10 15 minute video showing you around each of our conversions so you, you can see what we've built and i know uh, plenty of our listeners have got you know motorhomes themselves they might be picking up some tips and if any of them want to want to create their own uh, motorhome or, or, or to, to get to get one sort of with you just get in touch with ollie and, and he'll be able to help you uh, build the the vehicle of your dreams yeah no brilliant that'd be great awesome well thank you for joining me today ollie it's been a great episode thank you so much for your time Um, and I'll let you get back to the studio. Cheers, James. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Ollie and found it as interesting as I did about how he converts his vans. Uh, Make sure you do check him out on social media because uh, the, the vans are incredible. What he creates, the products that he creates are amazing. And hopefully you will start getting some real nuggets of ideas and inspiration for the renovations that you're carrying out yourself. If you like this episode and our other episodes, remember to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified whenever we release another episode, which is always weekly. Um, And please rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts from, be that Apple Podcasts or from Spotify. Look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.